Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show, where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the metropolitan Phoenix area. This is, uh, if, if you ever seen the, uh, the Dave Chappelle show, this is, uh, this is my, my partner, Ed Smith's. He, this is his in his wheelhouse right now. My name is Javon J. Love Adams. I am one of your co-hosts, and as I mentioned, the 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 formerly uh, the the prior mentioned uh, Ed Smith. He pl- not only played in the professional baseball, p- played professional baseball, pardon me, but he also played in the National Football League, and I think he enjoyed because unabashedly, I'm I don't I didn't care who won in terms of the the uh, the World Series. But it was black man, black man, black man. So I was happy that Dusty <laughs> Baker finally got it because he's a Dodger. My grandmother was a Dodger fan. And so it's kind of cool that he was able to finally get a World Series ring. But how you live it, man? Man, you know how we do it over here. First off, been away for a little bit. Obviously, you know, taking care of some business and things like that. Great to be back here with you, bro. And, you yes, know, sir. like I said, you, you can call this the hater age show right here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate on me hating. <laughs> oh my goodness! So before we get to it, before we get to it, one of the things is so again, we are presented by Bet Online. But sometimes I get, I, I feel the itch to be able to try to put a, a coin or you know a dollar or two on on a line here or there. I must say that uh, the Notre game, Notre Dame game, I was able to come through on the positive side of that. I did not. I, I bet the under when it came to uh, when it came to the number of runs scored. In that Astros game, you know, I, I, I guess I should have. I mean, I bet the over. I'm sorry. So I should have, uh, I should have bet the over, but you know, you know how that goes. Man. <laughs> but so, so we are talking about different things in terms of, uh, maybe different outcomes that we, that we, uh, that we were hoping for. The Cardinals coming into this game, they were three and five coming into this game. They, you were actually in attendance in the game in Minnesota. And so much they fell to the to the Minnesota Vikings. You were there. It's funny because I in, I went to church today, and so as I was walking out, some of the members of the church were saying we're talking about the diminutive stature of one Kyler Murray. I guess we, which we can get to wherever this conversation kind of goes. But uh-huh. the but long story short, the Cardinals are now three and six as they fall thirty one to twenty one. Another home loss, unfortunately, to the Seattle Seahawks. Who are you know definitely surprising? This is a three-game stretch, three-game stretch in which for the Seattle, which the Cardinals play Seattle, they play the Rams in Los Angeles, and they also play the 49ers here in uh, the Valley of the Sun. That is very pivotal for being able to possibly turn this this season around for a lot of different reasons. On our radio show, we talked about how um, um, the what Hard Knocks is going to be here 
for the second half of the season. So that might be good. It might be bad. And for we already Ed, started for Ed Smith, it <laughs> might be real good for him. But Zayvon Collins was able to come up with uh, with uh, an interception in the third quarter. But how did you? How did this game play out? I mean, it seems just another. It's just a, the the Cardinals. To their credit, when we talked about on our radio show, our producer said one of the things that he would, if the Cardinals were going to win, they had to be able to score a touchdown in the first quarter. They scored that touchdown in the fourth quarter, but still came up short. Um, how, how did how did this game kind of play out for you on a macro level as we look at this game? You know, you'd always search for words, you know, descriptive words. Um, and, and for me, the Cardinals just look discombobulated. Okay. They just look like out of sorts in all types of ways. Um, offensively, yeah, we do get off the snide. We get a touchdown on our first drive. And, hey, this way we're going to start rolling. Yes, and next sir. You know, bro, it's, it's halftime. We got that touchdown. That's the only score we have on the board, you know. Yeah. And it, it almost it was deflating to, you know, have a good start. And, obviously, you, you also let – the, the the Seahawks get off and just, you know, start churning a little bit. And I almost felt like, man, we better uh, – this might be one of those games where, you know, it's going to be high scoring. It's going to be this, that, and the other. We didn't keep up our end of the bargain. Uh, defensively, I thought we played well, Jay. Uh, there might be some finger pointing. You always talk about how do both sides of the ball deal with one, one the, the other isn't kind of holding up their end of the bargain. Right. You know, you mentioned we get that – Pick six by uh, Zavin. It, it seemed like it was going to spark us, and you know, then it'll go right down and score. And then our offense just putters along, and nothing seems to be working. And another thing to keep your eye on, Jay. Okay. I saw, I saw some, you know, finger pointing and wagging and 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 heavy voices on the sideline. And I will say this: in a combative sport like football, those are expected. You know, so we can't take too much from that. But at right. the same time there are constructive ways to do it. And it almost seems like the beginning of the finger pointing and, you know, who's to blame is kind of starting right now. And I just, you know, Kingsbury does not have a good grasp on this team. Uh, It'll be interesting. You bring up hard knocks. It'll be interesting to see kind of behind the curtain. And I know everybody's going to be trying to put the happy face on, you know, Hey, we can bounce back from this and, you know, kumbaya Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff because, Nobody wants to all their dirty business to be out there. But from here through the rest of the season, you know, it's going to be hard for these guys to hide frustration. And, you know, it all starts at the top, if you ask me. And when I say at the top, I say with Kingsbury, Ooh. right next is uh, your boy Kyler. And I'll go even a step further. We talked about this on the show on Saturday. I got to say, Kime might be at the top of that because, you know, trade line, deadline comes and goes. We don't even make a sniff of a move. Okay, it's too late to worry about that now. We just got to move on what we got. But then you got Kingsbury not doing his job and in terms of, you know, getting the best out of the ingredients and players that you have and then the performance on the field, man. There are too many times I'm watching this team, especially offensively, look like they're almost there. But what happens there just doesn't quite, you know. <laughs> Curl. Yes, sir. Right? For instance, we're end of the first uh, half, Murray scramble, right? And mm-hmm. what does he do? Untouched, ball out of the hand. Oh. And you know, that's part of that that casual nature of his. It's yeah. almost like, look at me cool out here. I'm running. Ball's not tucked away. And all of a sudden, how do you 
fumble the ball out of your own hand. And they mentioned that on the broadcast, the television broadcast as well. So, yeah, they mentioned that, that you got to do a better job of protecting the ball, especially when you escape the pocket. Exactly. And, you know, like I said, you're talking about a deflating moment, a moment that just, wow, we're going to go down, score, you know, halftime, come out, get the ball to start to set, and boom, you just lay the ball on the ground untouched. And it, it was one of those head scratchers like, what just happened there? And mm. there is no explanation. And it, what I'm telling you, man, there are times when everybody's like kind of getting it, like, you know, you starting to feel it and everybody, and all something like that out of nowhere can just knock the wind out, the, out of the sails. And it seemed like, you know, like I said, we recovered obviously to start the second half off, you know, with the interception and things like that. And we were in this game, but though you look at those type of moments, and it's inexcusable. There's no reason why we shouldn't have at least come away with a field goal in that situation. And if you ask me to try to figure this team out right now, bro, I have no idea. All all I can say is, we told you so. Ooh. All right, so I'm going to ask this because we haven't talked about this a lot. Oh, pardon me. We haven't talked about this a lot in terms of some of the, the key performance indicators that I look at uh, that we discuss. Time of possession. How – is time of possession overrated or is it an underrated stat? Cause I'll, cause I want to give you the time in terms of the discrepancy there. And so you tell me if it's overrated or underrated. Am I making much ado about nothing? So if we look at the, the time of possession for this game, the uh, Seattle Seahawks possess the ball, uh, 34 minutes and 30, 31 seconds and the Cardinals 25 minutes and 29 seconds. Is that one of those stats that's overblown or do you look at that a little different way? Because I know you look at the game a different way in terms of the way in which you, when you're, when you're viewing a, a football game. It, it, that's a great question, Jay. The, the, how I would answer that is every game is different. Because we all know plans of attacks. There are some teams, like, say, um, the, the high-flying teams. They might throw the ball 45, 50 times. You know, like, okay. for instance, Josh Allen, when they're rolling, they obviously have a bad game. Yes, when they're rolling, they don't even have a running game or even pretend to have one. Right. He is their running game. So they might drop back with him, and they might only possess the ball for 25 min- minutes and be out possessed by, like I said, a 35 to 25 uh, margin. But what they do with the ball while they have it, it's so explosive. Who gotcha. cares how long they had it? Gotcha. In most instances, though, it is a very important when – you, when you're a team like the Cardinals, who, in my opinion, should be scraping the bottom of their running game barrel right now because it is so important. They should be trying to run that ball as much as they possibly can, keep the ball out of the other team's hands, you know, you look at what Seattle did, and you mentioned they had the ball 34 minutes and some change we had at 25. Look at the number of great runs that they had. They, mm. I think they ran the ball for 158 yards, yeah. no huge chunks. They were just six yards here, five yards here. First and 10, they get six or seven. I will say this, two. though, Walker – Kenneth Walker, Ken, uh, Walker, Walker the third. And this is yeah. one, this is a player that my, my son, and I'm going to get to my son here in just a minute to get your thoughts on the, the term, the word apathy. And we've talked about this before with various mm-hmm. teams, but, um, he had 26 carries for 109 yards. So that's, you're giving the ball to your, to, to, you know, in this, in this instance, the bell cow to try to continue to, to possess that ball and keep that clock running. But go ahead. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great, you know, here's another thing that I saw too, Jay, in this game. One, they were very creative, meaning Seattle, they were very creative with their run game. Uh, you know, Gino under center, Gino out of, you know, wildcat or not wildcat, but, uh, you know, shotgun and different formations, different things like that. They always sure. seem to get to where they wanted to go with their running game. The other thing, Jay, how many times are we going to let them bootleg out the backside mm. and tight end running free right there at the line of scrimmage right. catch? You saw what Noah Fant did with that last uh, one in the fourth quarter that pretty much nail in the coffin, yeah. that type of thing. It's like, for me, that's another sign of we just cannot figure out how to adjust. And for for I would say for the first time almost, it was our defense – Mm. That couldn't fit. They they couldn't make that adjustment. Normally, it's like the offense. We try stuff. We keep trying it. We just want to try it again. Just make sure it didn't work the third or fourth time. And but this this was a situation, man, where at some point, I don't know, maybe uh, tell your defensive ends, quit crashing down. I want you guys going straight up the field, just in case they bootleg. You don't have to play hero ball where we want to scrape down the back end and make that great tackle. No, your responsibility is making sure we don't allow Gino to continue to uh, play action, bootleg out the back, and then nobody's got whoever that receiver is just dragging across. They okay. killed us with that. And I'm gonna, so, you know, once again, football is, you know, like unlike some other sports, it is a game of serious adjustments. Okay. You know, sometimes in basketball, you got sometimes your players are just better than theirs. You go down, you post up, or you isolate, you do whatever you do. Baseball, it's whoever the hottest pitcher is sometime or, you know, different things like that. Football, right. you have to be ready with your game plan to make uh, uh, adjustments. We, as, as I think we played really, let's say we played well enough defensively to win this game, not well enough offensively, but the thing that killed us was the lack of adjustments defensively uh, to stop them in critical situations. And then offensively, man, we just, we're just out there you know, making it up on the fly, if you ask me. So let me, so I want to get into this. So bear with me as I, as I mentioned this. So, so my sons, so again, for whatever it's worth, it may be a, a small sample size, but maybe take this for what it's worth. Both of my sons, my, my oldest and, and, our, and our youngest, uh, they're, they're Cardinal fans. They want to see the Cardinals do well. My, my youngest son comes in as we're preparing to do, as we're preparing to jump on and do the show. And he says, you know what, dad, normally I'm excited about these games but I couldn't even get excited because I, I didn't, I wasn't really confident that the, the, the Cardinals were going to win. And this is where I mentioned a few moments ago about the word apathy. So it's it eventually, because it, especially if you don't believe in the leadership the play calling, the coaching, the, et cetera, to be able to put these players in the position to be successful, then you don't really have any confidence that the players are going to win. On our way to church this morning, I asked him if the Cardinals were winning. He said, yeah, we should definitely win. But then during the game, his confidence began to wane, even the, even with that first quarter, uh, that first quarter touchdown. So I say all that to say, I mean, is was last season the aberration? Was that the outlier in terms of the way in which the offense was performing? Was that the outlier? Is is this who the Cardinals are because the the head coach and the play caller can't or won't? I don't I don't know which one. Or is it isn't showing the adjustments that you mentioned earlier? You mentioned that this game of football is about adjustments. 
Absolutely. And what it, what happens, Jay, is, you know, whatever they did last year is last year. Okay. But, you know, you know, and you come, you come back and it's just like, it's not like you come back with a brand new playbook because you have what you have. Right. Right. Okay. What, what happens is other organizations are watching what you do too. They have film. So they start to uh, build on how to stop what you do. Now, every year you don't go out and get a new playbook because it's impossible. Head coaches, they add wrinkles. They add different formations, motions, different things like that. I'll give you a prime example. You watch what the Kansas City Chiefs do every year, right? And it's almost like they go into a laboratory like they're mad scientists. Andy Reid is like a mad scientist. Uh, he, he comes up with these things that are just like, who thinks of some of that stuff? Well, Andy Reid does and his staff. And mm-hmm. they, they make subtle adjustments to what they're doing. So you always have to be adjusting and trying to figure out what they're doing. I guarantee you there are defensive coordinators and organizations that are, have been watching the Cardinals for the last three years, Jay. They know exactly what we did in 2018, 19, 20, and they've already pretty much figured out 21 because we have yet to show that we're – or not we, Cliff Kingsbury. He's the man behind this machine that he has yet to show he has the ability to keep building mm. on what he has. He's still right. – in this mode of, you know, well, I got a great playbook. And if I just, you know, no, man, you got to constantly be building this thing. And then I think it doesn't help. I, and I'll say this and whoever's out there listening, you know, we're, we, we were about telling the truth here. Yes, I don't know how confident I am in Kyler Murray being the driver of this team organization for the long haul. I'm going to pause you there. I'm going to pause you there for just a second. So when we talk about, when we talk about, uh, the, the National Basketball Association, we often talk about the, the, the situation in which you're drafted to. So if you're drafted to the Sacramento Kings, maybe your, the, the opportunity to be successful may not be as prevalent as if you were drafted to, let's say the, 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 the Warriors or the Bucks, et cetera, because a different organization, maybe they've shown the ability to be able to, to put you in a position to be successful. So I would imagine the same thing would be in, in and I'm throwing this out there. So please, I mean, you know, we brothers, we definitely brothers Um, to, to be able to just tell me I'm wrong, but is it, so Kyler is Kyler again, get, um, this uh-huh. is one of, this is one of those church episodes. So amen, forgive me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> forgive me on that one. So, so, but I'm talking, so, so one of the gentlemen in my church is saying he's, there's a, there's a very, uh, um, um, height challenged gentleman that was at the church. And so one of the gentlemen said, he, Kyler is as tall as you or not, or is as short as you. And I, and I asked him, cause I was just curious. I said, so what do you think that they should do? And he said, look, I, they, he said, same thing you say. He said, he has all these trees that he's trying to look over to be able to pass, to, to be able to try to see, to try to be able to find those receivers. I said, what about rolling the pocket? What about rolling them out? He said, well, you gotta, you gotta count on the offensive line to do that. And I said, yeah, that's true, but at least we're moving them around. And if you get to the point where you're moving these people around, isn't it being drafted to not only being drafted, but the right situation to be able to utilize your talents to the best of their ability? I would totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I you know, at the same time, I, man, 
he's got first round athletic ability. He's got franchise quarterback athletic ability. I just, from day one, I've been a question of his size that if you don't use him properly or put him in the best possible situations, I don't know how successful he can be. There's only, I mean, there's certain things you just can't overcome in the, in the sport of football. One of them is size, Jay. There's a reason. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of quarterbacks have not gone drafted um, or, you know, gotten an opportunity because first thing you do, you look at them and, and it's like that dude's too small to play the position. The reason Kyler Murray has to this point been able to, um, I guess, give us the illusion that he is is because he's God gifted, man. You said this illusion. Dude, you said illusion. Well, I'm saying, bro. Oh, but I, it's, it's I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just following yeah. you. I, I get you. I get you. I get you. Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm using the word, and I mean what I'm saying. Okay. Because, like I said, because of his athletic ability, his God-given skills, man. That dude, when he decides to, to scramble and run, I mean, them little feet be kicking, boy. He be out there just <laughs> outrunning everybody, you know. But the problem is, man, yeah. when you're out there, like I said, when you're asked to do, like if every play was a running play, get him out there and see who can catch him, he'd be successful as all outdoors. There's a couple problems with that. One, there's a whole bunch of big dudes out there chasing. You can't have him out there in harm's way like that. There was a play in the second quarter, and I know you saw this because you because you you see all. And so my son and I were watching watching the game, and Kyler slides, and then in the replay it shows that he had to the left of him. It was wide open for him to be able yeah. to try to 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 scoot around, and he said. No, nah, he shouldn't. Have. And I said, "What do you think about?" Because my son plays football as well. And he said, "No, nah, mm-hmm. no, nah, he should. He definitely shouldn't have slid. He definitely shouldn't have slid. Definitely yeah. shouldn't have slid." And that's one of those things. So, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm taking this. I'm bringing, you know. So, Ed. So, for those who are listening, again, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Ed Smith, Javon Adams. We also host a weekly sports talk show Saturdays, ten to twelve, Arizona Arizona time, on KDUS ten sixty. And so, one of your partners has something to say about Kyler in terms of his mentality. Can you share that and expound upon that? Yeah, it was funny. Corey uh, Horton and myself, we had some uh, lunch the other day, and it was before we did the show on Saturday, and he talked about how, and it was, it was one, when he said it, I was like, wow, I never even thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. He made the gave me the expression, he's like, Kyler Murray plays football as if he's a baseball player. Okay. Meaning some of the skills and traits and things that are great for baseball are not exactly all that great for the sport of football. And it was, and I even thought to myself, I would even take it a step further. I was like, not just does he play the game physically, but mentally he plays the game a lot like a baseball player. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Which one do you want first? The mental part? Yes, let's go with the mental and then the physical. So yes, sir. Part of his attitude and the way he approaches the game in the sport of baseball, I've always said, I played wrestling for nine years. So for those who listen, my man, Ed, he, he is qualified to speak about because he's one of the rare, one of those rare athletes that played not only, not, not just college baseball, but professional baseball and professional football. So go ahead and share on that. And I did that for nine years. And I remember the, the, the sport of baseball, it's a team sport, Jay. 
but it's also more of an individual sport than it is anything. Yes, and I explained it like this. When I used to play, there were days when I'd be 0 for 4, 4 Ks, but we won, right? We won. We just kicked the snot out of somebody. Yes, I'm ticked off because I didn't get my my, my stats. I'm worrying about you know, my average you know, went down and I'm having a little slump and stuff like that. It's all about me, right? Yes. Now, it should be about team. Okay, reverse it and flip it. The next day, I go out and I'm 4 for 4 with two – Jacks with you know double and this and you know seven RBIs and meanwhile man we got the snot dropped out of us right right kicked, got our butts kicked and there's other dudes that are ticked off and you know going through well hey I, I got mine you know so that and it's almost like Kyler is and I'm not you know I don't want to dig too deep into it but he is still it seems like even the, the little dust up on the field today between him and D hop, if nothing else, you should be on your hands and knees kissing his feet because he's back. I mean, he's brought something, meaning D hop has brought something. I thought ahead. when he came back, it was going to be the second coming of being able to lead us to the Super Bowl the way that not yeah. only, not only the coaching staff and the players said it, but also, but also upper management as well. Maybe that's just me. I just misread it or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, but meanwhile, he's pointing and wanting to show people up on the sideline. There's a way to do things. Like I said, you can have words, sit down next to each other with the tablet in hand and discuss it. Maybe show him what you're looking at rather than hands up, pointing, you know, the the, this, you know, like almost wanting to call him out to let everybody know what my fault. I didn't do it. He didn't do what his job was supposed to, you know, point the finger, that type of thing. So that's where he, you know, have an issue with him on the field as far as, you know, his – just the way he approaches the game. Okay. And then physically, man, physically, I'm starting to, to wonder if that dude ever wants to be touched. Ooh. He does not want to be hit, bro. And okay, but but he's a quarterback, so quarterbacks don't like to be hit, right? I'm just, I'm I'm just saying, throwing it out there to, to I'm not the saying, opposite side. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking – there's a there's – a, there's a, here's two, two approaches. Yeah. Go to the offensive lineman. Dudes, you know I don't like to be – Pummels. So try to keep them off me as much as possible. I do understand that they get paid just like we get paid, and every now and then somebody's gonna be thumping me in my head. I would just appreciate if y'all put your best effort in, keep me a little clean, okay? Then there's a dude that is like before the game even starts, he's he's already grimacing because he does not want he does not want the contact. Right. He does not you look at a Josh Allen, Josh Allen's like head down. Come give me some. What, he's what a, he's a unicorn. That dude looks. He's for a it. unicorn. I know, but I've seen Patrick Mahomes. I've seen um, Lamar Jackson lower shoulders. I've seen yeah, yeah. run down the list. I've seen the whole. And I'm not saying you know put your head down, try to run. Even a, even your boy that we still have question marks on Herbert. He'll he'll even get in there and try. He'll to, even yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and what I'm saying is I'm looking at Murray and I'm starting to see more and more. Here's my and I'll throw this one out at you, Jay. Okay. Even the plays where he gets sacked or somebody comes screaming through, right? Yes. And they and we got to understand every hit isn't a roughing the passer, right? Right. If you notice, every time he even gets hit nowadays, he's looking at the referees with the hands up, like they touched my head. Aren't you, you going to call that? And Ooh. you can't be looking for that. Out there on the field. I mean, every now and then somebody's either going to get away with one or it's not as bad as you thought it was. Right. But he's to the point now where every time he's even touched, it's like, wait, you're not going to throw a flag on that? Watch, start watching more, Jay. Yes. And especially when those pockets collapse on him and, you know, arms are flailing and stuff like that. And somebody might brush his head or, you know, hit him as he thinks a little too hard or whatever. 
one of the very first things he does, he's looking at the referees like, aren't you going to call that? And then when they don't, hands go up like, didn't you see that? Like, and I'm like, bro, you can't be worrying about every single hit while you're out there. But that's from somebody who does not want to be hit. And I'm not saying you don't – no quarterback likes to be hit, right. but – Every quarterback expects to be hit mm. at least a little. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want okay. none of that. Okay. He's not about that life, man. As I told y'all in the beginning of this this show, this is going to be one of those Ed Smith, I told y'all type of episodes. So, so all right. So, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So, again, so Cardinals fall 31-21. 31-21 uh, loss to the Seattle Seahawks, who are a surprise team. Next two games, we have the Rams and we have the uh, the Rams and the 49ers. The 49ers have, you know. <laughs> Coming off their mind. Like in our radio Sweet. show where there was something that you were trying to say and then you tried to, then you filtered yourself. <laughs> yeah. I filtered myself too. So we got Christian McCaffrey, who who is definitely, who's with the 49ers. And so he's definitely made an impression there. And then of course we have the Rams who, um, as we're recording this, I didn't look to see if they won their game this week, but they actually the, lost to the Tampa ooh. Bay I get late. When oh, I that's what I saw. Come right this. Yeah. When I was coming upstairs, they were down. Uh, Tampa had failed to score. So I got to find out what happened. They end up losing that game, sixteen thirteen. Ooh, okay. So sixteen. So, so there. So there's still hope. So there's still hope, as they, as as Jim Carrey would say. So there. So I get. So you well, saying I got a chance? Can I stop you there for a but second? Go ahead. Go. That's what All I'm right. trying to get to. So what do you think about this? The next two games. What do you think about this? What is your confidence level in, the, in your analysis there? Well, you say there's a chance. Okay, there's a chance to catch. The Rams, maybe. But at this point, I think we need to stop focusing on the the fact that everybody thinks that this Seattle thing is a fluke. Right. I mean, to be honest with you, they're now six and three. They're going on the road beating people. Yeah. I mean, they're playing good football. Right. Inspired football, if you ask me. Definitely playing for their coach. We're all focused on, well, the Rams, you know, they're stuck. Okay, well, if the Rams finish third and we finish fourth, or if we finish third and they finish fourth, and but meanwhile, Seattle is three games up on us with the tiebreaker. The fact that they beat us twice, Jay. Right. I mean, we it, when it, when does it start to man? We better start looking at that wild card because this division. I mean, I'm you know you would think I'm talking crazy here because it is too early to be talking division winners because just as Seattle is playing well, they could go in the in the you know the the, the tub and you know poop into a tailspin. Yes, sir. Yeah. yes, sir. So. But if they continue to play well, San Francisco, you know, every division game now becomes, you know, wow. And if you're, if I'm correct, we have to go to LA to play the Rams this week, right? Yes, sir. And then we go to, I think that, I think that Cardinal game is actually in Mexico City. Mexico City. City, Yeah. Right, right. But you're talking about three and six. And um, by the way, Jay, um, (laughs) in order, in order, in order for you, in order for you to be winning our bet here, uh, coming up. All right, they so hold on, hold on. Three, so for, for those six. who are listening, it, it, we hope that there are those who have been listening all along. But if you're if you're new, welcome. Thank you. Share it. Tell a friend, as we like to say, tell a friend and tell a friend. In the beginning of the season, I I was I, I went through the wins and losses and I came up with ten wins. Ten wins. Ten wins for, for the Arizona Cardinals. And so Ed <laughs> Because he knows more football than I, and I'm never going to bet again. <laughs> he he said he let's make a wager, Jay. And I said, 
okay. And and he you you what's bullied you, me into that. What's wager. your chance? You bullied me chance? into it. You bullied <laughs> me into that wager, but I did wager you a nice adult beverage. Livation. Yes. And so so that's what the deal is. But so it's ten wins, and that is becoming Less and less oh, of reality. Three the minus uh, <laughs> one uh, divided by two yes, times sir. pi. Yeah. <laughs> you run out of time, bro. Cardinals losing. Say, my Raiders losing. We were up seventeen nothing in the, oh, in the first God. half, and we end up losing that game twenty four seventeen. I mean twenty four twenty. So yeah, all that stuff is. Yeah, I'm not feeling good yeah. about none of that stuff. All that stuff. <laughs> so continue, man. Oh, I don't even know where I was. I was just you yeah. Know. <laughs> you so so as we're, so you mentioned in terms of the the next two games. So the the 49er game is in Mexico yeah. City. So division, so as we're, the division yeah. play how it, how it becomes more important. Think about this too, Jay. We are now zero and three in the division because we lost to the Rams. We lost to yeah. Seattle twice. Yeah, we mess up and lose the season series to the Rams. Next week, and then you got, you know, two times over the next bunch of weeks with uh, San Fran. The best we could be looking at is possibly a split. You could talk about, you might be talking about going one and five within the division, and that, Ooh. you know, that. And I would say we're that's a big prognostication. I, we're way too far away from some of those games because you obviously have to be looking at them one at a time. Yeah, but this has not been a good stretch, and, and I don't know if we have enough time. Just real quick, Jay. Uh, we have to throw in the caveat that uh, hard knocks is here and there's going to be a lot of distraction and cameras yeah. and this and that. Yeah. And that does not bode well for this team. And it doesn't seem it, it, maybe for those listening, it doesn't seem as if that's a big, a big deal, but if you've ever walked in to have somebody record you, somebody to to ask you to be able to to document what you're doing and the steps that you're taking and what, what all that is, sometimes you can, it can make you be a little fake, right? It can make you try to perform a little bit. It can make you act outside of your character. And I think that that those are definitely things, the questions, the relevant questions to be able to ask. Man, there are people that don't even go to ATMs because they got cameras on. Them. <laughs> I'm just, you know, and now I say, imagine, I always tell people when you see these things, yes, okay, sir. you know, everybody's entertainment, right? Yes, sir. Imagine, your office, wherever you may work. Imagine Ooh. you're sitting there, then one day your boss lets you know, hey, somebody wants to do a documentary on us, so they're going to be following all of you around with cameras and for the next eight weeks, you know. Yeah. Man, you know how many people would, I mean, their doors would all of a sudden be shut. Woo. Uh, they'd be taking days off. Uh, all of a Pre- sudden. Pregnant oh, pauses. Uh, oh, so tell me what you think about pauses. this. Um Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You think, you think it's that easy? Well, it's just some cameras, you know. Yeah, it's just some cameras recording everything you do. Ooh. Now, all of a sudden, you know how in the office you can't stand Mary Ann. She get on your last <laughs> doggone nerve. All of a sudden, the camera's in front of you. Oh, Mary Ann, she's just so great. Or, or, or let me let me tell you about Mary Ann. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Let me let me tell you about Mary Ann. <laughs> Let me tell that, you what she did that yeah. upset me. Yes, 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 sir. And all of a sudden, you do you do know Mary Ann's going to see this, right, when it comes out. Let yeah. Mary Ann see it. I don't care. Nobody said it. I'm going to tell you about Mary Ann exactly to your point. There you yes, go. Sir. 
right. So, so we, so we do this thing twice a week. So this is what we do in terms of reaction uh, of the most recent game. And then the next show that we, that you'll hear on Thursday is where we look ahead to what the next game is, which will be the Rams with the Arizona Cardinals playing in Los Angeles. And again, the Rams are now three and five according to what my brother tells me. So that's going to be interesting to see because the, because the Cardinals are three and six. And that's how we get this thing going on. We battling for the seller, man. Oh, good lord! Uh, and and I, one of the things, I I don't know. I thought I, I was I was skeptical about how the the Rams would respond and how the Bucks would respond and how the 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 the, the uh, Chargers would respond, but I was so bullish on the Arizona Cardinals. Shut up! Don't say <laughs> nothing. Chance, don't man. say even a dang lose, thing. No, I'm just saying. Even if they lose next week, they they can finish the season on a seven game run and get you there. So, you know, shut up, man. Anyway, that's my man. That's my brother. I love that man. That's my brother. He is Ed Smith. I'm Javon J. Levados. We are presented by bet online. And again, we do this thing twice a week. So tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. We have some fun here and we break the game down because he played the game. And sometimes he can tell me, Javon, you are definitely off base. And sometimes he tells me you're not as accurate as you should be. You are on the right path, but, become even a little bit more accurate along the way so so until uh until next week or until later on this week i should say uh you know as we like to say around this time are you kidding and shout out to my son and his wife and the grandbabies up in utah i'll be seeing them in a couple weeks i'm looking forward to it man man you, yeah yeah grandpa <laughs> easy grandpa. Yeah, like grandpa easy are you kidding <laughs> thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.